Mark Cuban actually gave me my little stage name. Is this the intro to the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. All right, welcome back to Becoming an Influencer, your podcast with Amanda Jewell. And today I have my very first guest, Mm. my best friend, founder and CEO of How to Be Social, and a singer to come, right? Yeah, to come. I mean, I'm I'm a singer right now, but I have music coming out. That's what I mean. That's yeah, what I mean. yeah, yeah. Up and coming is what we like to call ourselves. What's up, everybody? My name is Creator Jules. I am the CEO and founder of How to Be Social. We are a creative agency where we manage creative digital talent, which we like to call creative hustlers, and we manage creative projects. So we'll do anything from commercials to online digital campaigns we'll make sure to have your content engage the next generation so if you're interested in that stuff that's what I do yeah and what else do you do on the side I am a motivational and inspirational influencer I help people kind of create the life they love by helping them with their career and their personal lives Um, And I do this through multiple, you know, facets and different platforms. My top one is definitely Instagram. But with that being said, I just started a Patreon and I'm learning how to use that as well. So there's lots of things going on. Yeah, I'm really pumped for everything you're doing. (laughs) Name three things you're grateful for. Go. Three things I'm grateful for you. Thanks. Um, uh, I would say my definitely you is included in this. (laughs) I can't talk. But I would say one, my friends and family, definitely, first and foremost, you know, life is lived by the connections and the quality of connections that you have with people, hence how to be social. Um, two, I would say I am grateful for the ability to work a job where I get to create my own schedule and really create the kind of life that inhibits the most success for me personally. Um, and then three, I would say that I'm grateful to be ambitious but not content. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for Yoki putting this all on. So Yoki's our producer today. We are actually in a real podcast studio, which is a dream of mine. Mm -hmm. So this is great. And I'm grateful for coffee. I think I said that in my last episode. And I'm grateful for the future because I think we have a lot of good stuff coming. Oh, yeah, man. I, I feel bad for everybody else in 2020 because 2020 is still my year, man. Dude, 2020 is still, yeah, it's a good year. Yeah, truly. TikTok. We're also on TikTok Live, you guys. We have uh, an Instagram Live, we have a TikTok Live, and we have a YouTube video kind of all at the same time. So <laughs> She's like a first-time podcaster. She's so cute. She's like looking at her prepared questions. I, I love do, it. I do. I planned out my episode. But mm. um, so I wanted to kind of talk about how we met. We are best friends, but... It was kind of an online love story. <laughs> did you just go on an online? I did. Um, so basically, back in the day, we had Instagram. Um, back in the day, we still have Instagram. No, but we had Instagram engagement groups. And so. Potting. Uh, they were called pods. Yeah. A pod and a pod inception. Yeah. And so I was on the scout for girls that were DFW creatives that were models or just like content creators in general hmm. so that we could all help each other's engagement by commenting and liking on posts just for those of you that have never been a part of a pod. Um, do they still exist? 
So actually, this is funny that we're bringing this up because most recently there was a girl that's in this like music girl group that I'm a part of. And she was like, hey, we should be careful because like basically potting, like you can get shut down for it. And so I like because I've also been under the pressure impression lately that like, you know, like potting isn't really a thing anymore. I went and looked it up just to kind of see like what the new update was. Yeah. And like you can be in groups with people on Instagram and you can like send your posts and stuff in it. But as long as you're like doing normal engagement in addition to that like you're just like acting like an everyday like citizen on instagram like they don't really troll it that bad anymore okay cool well so that's how we met i reached out to her there and i hyped her up over the internet (laughs) she worked at d magazine by the way which i just want to say that was when i first met you yeah fresh out of college that's why she wanted to be my friend she's like ooh, and then she (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then we continued to be friends during that process, and unfortunately, she realized I wasn't that cool, but I kind of, like, had swung the friendship anyway, so she was kind of stuck in it. There we go, yeah. yeah. Hey, That's I how I ended up recording. on this podcast. I was just like, hey, I heard you have a podcast, so I could love to be on it. No, no, no. Really Becoming an influencer. <laughs> By literally, my ebook. <laughs> you're literally on the podcast where I become an influencer. This is where I become famous. Yes, you are famous. Uh, definitely a Dallas socialite, if you guys didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell us how to, how to be social started, which is your company that we talked about at the beginning. Of the <laughs> Thank you for reiterating for the people and what happens. And where can they find you online? So how to be social as a company got started the same way I feel like myself has kind of grown as a person. I always say like to say they kind of grown in tandem. Cool. So uh, actually, this is really interesting that your whole podcast is called Becoming an Influencer because when I first like, started doing How to Be Social, it was in an attempt to be an influencer. Like, I was listening to different, like, podcasts and things like that, and they kept telling me, like, you know, be who you are. Do what people come for you, like, come for you. They're coming for me. But, like, (laughs) do what people, like, come to you specifically for. And I wasn't a fashion blogger. I wasn't, like, a foodie blogger. But I was good at being social, and I was good at, like, helping other people, like, learn how to be social and be confident about who they are. Totally. And so, yeah, that's kind of, like, what I made the blog about called How to Be Social was the only thing I was good at. And so I used that, and I used the one thing that I was good at, and I built that. Um, I did the blog for a while, and then I learned how to do events from D Magazine, started doing events. Then I learned digital marketing for my next job, and then used that in there. Then I you know, learned how to build a business, like, for my next job, and I just kept using these experiences and these clients that I was kind of, like, booking to create this reality that I had envisioned for myself, because when I started How to Be Social, I, there is no way that if you would have come to me in 2017 and said, hey, you're going to own your own company in three years, I would have been like, like, I can't even, like, wake up in the, like, morning and not hate myself, so it was, Wait, let's just preface for, like, the listeners, we have declared many times before that 2017 could have just not happened. Yeah. Okay, so carry on, carry on. Yeah, but it definitely was, like, the bounce board for all the things that I got into over the years. Amen. And then, you know, I'm just really grateful for the ability to, like, have a mindset where it's, like, even though things are bad, like, I can still look at the positive in life. And it wasn't something that I naturally came by. I had to, like really really work for it and earn it and like try every single day to help my mental growth but with that being said that's kind of how how to be social got started and that's where it is today it's a full-fledged company where we manage creative talent and creative projects and you know that's kind of how how to be social got started and at some point you know actually amanda you're a really big part of this was when the split between myself and how to be social happened when yeah 
you were like, you don't even have an Instagram for it. And I was like, you're right. I don't have an Instagram for it. I've kind of just been like half-assing it and promoting it through like my own personal channel. Yeah. And I was really, yeah. (laughs) Well, and I was kind of trying to like cross-pollinate the two. And I was like, I really should just like make my own channel for it. And that's kind of when you came in for the end of summer soiree and started doing additional marketing. Yeah. We um, put together a freaking, I mean, you did a lot of the heavy lifting, but. Girlfriend, no. Well, you contributed. You have no idea how much like that helped. Like truly. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so we put together a 200 attendee event of local artists and Mm -hmm. that involves like speakers and musicians and actual artists that were vendors at a space here in Dallas and it was a really awesome time and if you want to see it I have a recap of it on my YouTube channel so yeah that's a plug to the YouTube channel plug so that brings me to my next question how do you run a creative business Man, um, I think everybody has their own leadership style, but Mm -hmm. I think that's where it starts is, you know, you have to have a good mentality because the people that are following you that are you're hiring, you're not just paying them money and they're not just working for you. That is not how business works. Like business is relationships. And if you don't know how to formulate and have good relationships, whether it be with the people that you work with or the people that are your clients, then you really, really, really shouldn't, you know, look into having your own business because truly and honestly, managing people and being a good leader is the first thing that I would say is important in running running a creative business. But my number one thing is, you know, just be a good leader, learn how to be a good leader, learn how to effectively communicate because if you can't communicate, you can't delegate, you can't start projects, you can't do any of that stuff. So knowing how to talk to people in a way that's going to get the best work out of them is something I strive to learn on the daily. With that being said, so we're in Dallas and there there was just a really big creative community. So, I mean, I had never experienced like a bunch of photographers throwing meetups and then people coming out and models being there and graphic designers and everything. So I feel like this whole creative scene was there. It just wasn't being orchestrated well Mm -hmm. and I think Jules did a really good job at kind of bringing people together for events and also now running a creative agency because instead it was like these talents that we knew of we wanted to collab with or like we wanted to have at events but now it's like something that she's able to create a portfolio that she can now have clients geared toward like she can give them work and so she's bringing in clients and then funneling them to creatives. So it's really cool to see because you really took advantage of an opportunity. Well, and I just saw that there was a huge need in the creative community to be taught business. Like there were so many creatives that were trying this freelancing thing for the first time. They decided (laughs) they were trying this creative freelance thing for the first time and they had no idea what they were doing. And I just knew that I was connected to the people that could teach them what they were doing. Even if I didn't know exactly what people should be doing, I knew that I knew the right people to connect them with. And that was like truly and honestly, like... If there is one thing that I have known since I was in high school that I discovered was that I'm a connector. And I think that everybody, if you can, like, understand what type of value you bring to the world. Like, I am someone that you can say, I need a I need a CEO or I need mm-hmm. a CMO or I need a marketer or whatever it may be. So true. I know that person. And I think that's what everybody knows me for is, like, wow, you know, Creator Jewels is truly connected. Like, she understands the community she understands what's going on and like 
even past my community, you know, I've started to really build some global connections. Totally, totally. Yeah. And last summer, mm. Jules and I got to go to London and Paris, and I got to see her do her businesswoman thing over there. But um, that's just crazy. Yeah. Love it. Traveling woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's my next question. <laughs> is what is it like having your friends work for you? Like I'm saying, so like this was a creative community of a lot of people just like doing it for fun. And now you're bringing in a business structure and a lot of these people are your friends. So what's it like? Um, so it's actually funny because, you know, I was hanging out with a lot of my creative friends today at my house and, you know, I realized I made a joke about it and I was like, three of the people in this room work for me right now. And I was like, and not like in a way where like, well, they yeah. work for me, but more in the way, regards like the way that I like to look at it is like, I am able to fund my creative community. Like I am able to put money back in their pockets and like totally the ability to do that for someone to be a source of income from somebody like for somebody, especially creatives is so like just, it is one of the most fulfilling feelings that I've ever gotten in the entire world. And the ability to craft this ecosystem that not only puts out good culture, but also puts money back into the pockets of creative types. Like that is just one of the best things that I think that, you know, I could have done early on in life. And I'm so glad that this is like the journey that I've started on because I feel like it's going to give me the foundation for anything that I want to do later in life. I don't think you've had a negative experience yet, but what advice would you give if someone is working with a friend and is in a partnership with someone that they're friends with? Like, what's your advice? So I have had negative experiences working with people that I'm friends with, um, but it wasn't in the capacity of how to be social as it is today. I am very, 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 very good about aligning up front. And I think the thing that can prevent, you know, relationships from going wrong in business is being very direct with what their job title is, what they're expected to do, how they're expected to act, like what the standards for excellence are. And then if you can tell them up that, that up front and then tell them like a system of like, this is how you'll be graded on a monthly basis. And like, this is how, you know, we'll know that you're progressing inside of the company. If you can lay that foundation, then there should be no problem of, you know, assessing that person's, like, capabilities of the job. It's not a personal thing if, you know, I have a three-strike system and if you don't adhere to the core values of our three-strike system and Mm -hmm. it keeps happening over and over again, the same thing, I mean – Every situation is different, right? And I've never had to do this where I've like, well, actually, that's not true. I've actually had to let somebody go that was a friend of mine, but I'll get into that in a second. But if I have outlined like all the standards for you and you continuously do the same thing over and over again, mm-hmm. um, then you knew the standards. We were aligned. We yeah. agreed on this. And usually there's some sort of contract or some sort of agreement in place. It's not about are they my friend or are they not my friend. It's more about, you know, were you a, a woman or a man of your word? Did you mm-hmm. have integrity behind what you said when you committed to this job? And at the end right. of the day, like, I still love you as a friend, but maybe we just don't work well together. Um, and so really aligning up front, and I think you'll hear that from, like, any, you know, person out there is just making sure that you're honest and vulnerable with the person up front. Because I think a lot of the times people, you know, hear and, like, talk about stuff, but they don't get to the root of the issue. Like, totally. hey, I'm worried about this thing. My roommate works at the company. And so I have to be honest with her, like, hey, like, I don't want, 
you know, myself or you to overstep the boundaries of roommate to, you know, working together. Yeah. And so we're always just very honest and I'm very, very aware of what's going on in her world. So I always try to be a little bit more like, you know, fluid with how we get work done because I really don't give a shit if work gets done at 9 a.m. or 12 p.m. as long yeah. as it gets done. 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. are like three hours apart. I'm at 12 a.m. LOL. (laughs) Three hours later, I'm okay with that. You know, it'd be like that sometimes. Oh, my gosh. I did want to bring this one thing up, too. Um, So I have had to, like, somebody go before, and it wasn't because I didn't love them as a person. I think they're a rad individual, but, you know, over and over again, I had to have talks with them about, hey, like... You're not hitting project deadlines. You're not fulfilling the work. And I don't know what it is because I see that you're passionate about some things and not about others. But, you know, this is the job title you agreed to. This is what, you know, you said you agreed to. And I even went as far as, like, changing that person's job title and description in order to help them fit better into the company, into a role that would be beneficial to the company. And it just came down to it that I had to realize, like, you know, if I give you a department, I expect you to grow it. And if you have somebody that's working at your company right now and they are not growing your company and you are paying them money, then you need to let that person go. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm, like, banging my fists on the table. I'm, like, upset about it. I'm, like, angry. But anyways... No, I just know that there's so much value in the time and the money that you're providing these people that they, like, I'm sorry, but if you've never been a CEO or paid somebody out of your pocket before, you do not know the pain and the sweat (laughs) that goes into every dollar that you earn. Because, like, for a CEO, like... It's 10 times as hard as how you had to work for it. Yeah. Like, I've done the sales. I've done the marketing. I've done the financials of this company so that you can get your dollar. Mm-hmm. Like, say that not to piss people off, but to make people think from a different perspective. Like, think yeah. from your boss's perspective, what they have to do in order to put food on your table. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Well, and then I wanted to ask, so is it difficult to manage creatives given that, you know, people would think that maybe they're not as corporate or in the box? so for creatives I feel like I love my creatives but here's the deal is like I always tell my experience manager the project manager we have uh I'm like Alex you want to give him a shout out yeah Alex Alex Powell a Alex Powell on Instagram he's a photographer as well if you want to book him he's about that life there we go okay um so with that being said though you know I always tell him I'm like if they're not replying to you reply to them 10 more times because like there's like while I love creatives the reason I started my business is because creatives aren't great at business you know right okay good point and so for us like if we can handle the paperwork and the client communication and y'all can just focus on the creative part like one you're gonna get easy cash for just doing what you love we're gonna be able to help our clients have a more fluid experience with creatives so we can stop having these horror stories of hey like I can't work with creatives because like they never do what they're supposed to do exactly that's what yeah and I want that narrative to go away and I want creatives that are worth their salt to get paid what they're worth and so that's kind of what we're stepping in and doing totally yeah okay cool I just wanted to ask that Mm -hmm. so now how do you get clients Oof, man. So there's a ton of different ways that we get client we get clients, and we actually just started a sales department at How to Be Social, which is really interesting. We're kind of like learning sales right now and kind of figuring that out, which I'm glad. I'm 24 years old, and I've learned how to do, you know, sales, marketing, operations, organization. I've learned how to do a lot of things by the age of 24. Um, yeah. Obviously enough to run a company. For real. Um, but no, we never said your age. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm 24 years old, man. Mm, I'm ripe old age. Um, sales is a little different, and like finding leads is kind of like a step into marketing as well. So yeah, um, there's a couple different avenues that I can go through. So there's social media marketing that we do. There's you know pulling LinkedIn leads. Um, but I think the important part is not just the tactical part because you can look those things up and like figure out how to find your own leads and things like that. Just gathering emails, first names and last names. But I think the hard part for people is identifying the audience that they really want to target. Um, for us, you know, we have two audiences. We have a client. We have a creative audience. Our mm-hmm. client audience is usually anywhere from 25 to 55, and their product is usually e-commerce or something that wants to target, like, a next generation or, you know, millennial Gen Z or mindset. And so we like to create creative content for those types of customers. Um, I mean, we have cool, you know, shout out to our retainer client right now, Next Ridge, you're killing it. Um, but, you know, they're a custom, you know, software company. They build apps, websites, all that kind of stuff. And so we really go in a wide variety of clientele. But <clears throat> with that being said, we try every time we get a client, we like put up the what we like, what we don't like. And then we readjust and we go after personas on a weekly basis of like, okay, like, who do we want to go after this week? Like, what kind of clients do we really want? Where do we yeah. think the money is? That's good to know. Mm-hmm. So identify the kind of clients you want, find where to find them, yeah. and then reach out to them. Yeah, so and there's like a multitude of ways you can do it, you know? Like if you decide that your audience is, say you're a fashion blogger, and you're yeah. like, I want to work with vintage luxury brands. Well, you can work with vintage luxury brands in your like city, or you can work with them in your region. Or if you want to work with them on a national level, you can do that. You've got your whales and your fishes. Your fishes are people that are a little bit easier to grab. Whales are those bigger clientele that you want to treat with a little bit more like, you know, personalized content, a little bit more personal touch. Um, for the fishes, mm, put together a template email, send something out that you think is yeah. going to be direct enough to them. But for those totally. whales, you're going to want to definitely make sure that you're writing out like, hello, Sarah Jane, I realize that you're the leader of this department. And blah, 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 you know, no, that's good. and I think that you're interesting because of X, Y, and Z. And I think this is why we're aligned. Because if there's one thing is like, don't waste people's time. If you're not aligned with them and you're just like sending them an email because you want to work with them and you're offering no value, just wait. Wait until you have something of value to offer. Work your way up to those whales. Jules is playing with the switchboard over here. I'm like, don't touch anything. These are the ones that matter. Hey, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, so what are some ways to make money as a creative? And I say this because Jules has done a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And she's currently doing a lot of things. Honestly, I feel like me and Amanda are very matched in the regards of things that we try to make money off the internet. Yeah. Uh, right now I'm trying Patreon, and that's actually making me money off the internet. I have six Patreon subscribers, and what I do is like life and business consultations for them. Um, but I've tried a variety of things. I'm doing Amazon affiliates right now. I am mm-hmm. also, I'm going to figure out that Google AdSense thing. Like, I'm kind of determined now. I'm going to figure that out. She's talking about ads on your website, which mm-hmm. she will get done. It's one of the main ways that bloggers make money once they start getting a lot of traffic to their website. So, you guys, if you are a blogger or a content creator or a business owner like her, definitely look into getting Google AdSense. Definitely, for sure. I'm going to YouTube it later. Um, but... One of the other things that I do is have Anchor as well, and I'm doing sponsor posts on there. Um, I've tried a couple of different affiliate things. Honestly, uh, there are so many other things that I could be doing on the internet, 
But mostly I've just tried to like market my personal services, but it's definitely not scalable. So that's why I've kind of started the Patreon to kind of like organize and like put together what I want to do for people. So we'll see. We'll see how it grows. Well, and then in the past too, which I think it's still current, but um, we're kind of in a pandemic right now. (laughs) I mean, let's say events. Well, events and modeling. Like you're really, she's really good at being like, if she has to go to Chicago or Canada for business, for a whole other business venture, mm-hmm. then she will literally find people to pay her <laughs> to model in these places that she's got to be for anyway. Yeah. And then get pictures. Yeah, I think my personality is like, how can I get the most out of the situation at all times? And yeah. And I... It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Well, and I'm just not very good at focusing on one thing at a time, but I think that makes me good at a lot of other things. So, like, for me, you know, if I'm going to go out to a business trip for, you know, one of my clients, I want to see if I can fit on, like, fit in a couple other things. And, like, taking photos while I can take self-portraits, it's so much more fun connecting with people in other parts of the world. Like, there is this one coffee shop in Toronto, Canada that I absolutely love because their style their aesthetic everything about it is absolutely amazing and i connect with the guys that own the shop on instagram all the time is that the place where you saw gary vaynerchuk no i saw gary vaynerchuk in las vegas at oh. uh this like the conference i'm sure he's speaking at <laughs> my it. bad subtle plug but bro just let you know he's a lot shorter and older like oh like i know he doesn't really hide it on social media like he, we all know he's getting old but like he's really short and old Amanda, please cut this out. <laughs> no, you've got to keep this in here. That's controversy. People love the controversy. I'm new to You this. think Gary Vaynerchuk is going to try to come fight me? Some girl with 7K followers? No, no, yeah, no. I don't think so. If he heard this, I'd be, I'd be so happy. Bro, if he does try to fight me, let's fight. Let's go on. Let's do a motivational, inspirational fight <laughs> out. Like, you know, bitch, I can inspire you more than you can inspire me. Let's go. This is content. This is quality content. This is quality content. Come on, Gary V. I challenge you right now. Where are you at? Somebody tag him. Somebody <laughs> I feel like I'm really like I'm really thriving right now. Those are some ways to make money as a creative. So we both, you know, are always on Instagram and I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram, mm, but yeah. my likes to follow ratio is not the best. So if you're listening to this, please go help your girl out. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, so what are some ways that you found that have grown your Instagram over the years? I know like the algorithm changing man um the number one thing that i would say that has grown my instagram is building a community like an actualized community and i think that that is the number one way if you want to start growing your following figure out those pockets of community that you can participate in i think that's why niche things are so important i grew because i'm kind of like you know what you were saying like a local influencer in the regards of like i know a lot of people locally and while i do have a global network it's not as vast as like my dallas dfw network like i've started to grow into the fw into the fort worth community a little bit as well um but i think it's really important that you know you just make sure that you're focusing on your community first and then building from there because you need to take like basically a sample size like what does your audience want what are you putting out that's like most attractive to them and how can you build on that because you know it's all about building you can't just skip to the entire world being your audience you've got to like learn how to really work with the audience and the members that you have now and then appreciate that be grateful for that but always never be content i checked my engagement rate earlier and it was only at three percent and i was like damn and like that's like 
You're supposed to have, like, 2 to 10%, yeah. something like that. And I was just like, damn. Like, you know, that kind of stinks. But I am working on a couple of things to regrow my audience. And, like, right now I'm trying sending audio messages to new followers and sending them to, like, older followers, trying to get them to re-engage with my content. Because think about it. If you send an audio message, say, to every single one of your followers, you need to make sure that... So one of the things that I've been doing is sending audio and video messages because apparently the Instagram algorithm really like appreciates that. And in my mind, you know, I'm reconnecting. I'm doing something like very authentic. I am connecting with somebody one-on-one. And sometimes people open the audio messages and some people don't. And my favorite part, and most of the time this happens, is people reply with a really long or very in-depth response as to why they're following you and what they want to see from you. I've met people that have been following me since 2017 just by like reaching out and saying hello and they're like I'm like how have you been following me for three years and I don't even know your name and how do you sort through the people that are there for your content and the people that you just know in real life that follow you for what you feel like it's just because they know you (laughs) um I mean you have two different strategies right for the people that you don't know you send them an audio message saying hey my name is creator Jules thank you so much for following my content I checked you out a little bit I see you're interested in x y and z I love that I'd love to know why you're interested in my content why you gave me a follow I'm always trying to get better. Stay social, your gem. That's kind of like my little audio message that I send to people just to connect with them. And then it gets more personal from there. When it's like people that I know say it's you, I'll send yeah. you a meme. I'll like shoot you over something that's totally. like more, you know, our style. But it's important just to be driving that communication. And I think driving communication in the DMs right now yeah. is going to be the thing that makes people explode. That's good to know. And with that being said, too, so how do you get an audience to engage with you? Um, Besides the messages, of course. So it's been really interesting. I think everybody's engagement has dropped. Um, and I think we all have to get a little bit more creative with the content that we're putting out there. Okay. Um, I'm putting a little bit more effort, a little bit more time into it. But I'm also trying to figure out, you know, what's my return on investment? If I right. post this carousel, you know, like if it takes me 15, 20 minutes to do, how much am I receiving on the back end? I always look to that call to action ratio because that's what's really important. So what that means is as I look at the call to action in my like Instagram post, whatever it may be, whether it's, hey, comment like what you're feeling today or, hey, go look at my Patreon or, hey, go click my link in bio. Okay. Um, and then I'll go onto that Instagram post and you can see how they've interacted. So okay. you can look at website clicks. You can look at different things like reach if they shared the thing. Um, And really what you want to be paying attention to, especially nowadays, and I know it's so hard to do because we're so obsessed in this culture of having many, many followers and getting brand deals and all those things like that. But pay attention to your reach. Pay attention to your saves. Are people finding your content valuable? Yeah. Because creating that word of mouth buzz amongst people in different communities, and that's the next level. You build your own community. You become a thought leader in your own own community. And then building it to the next level, what that looks like is, okay, other communities, people that you're not really involved in are starting to buzz about you. They're starting to talk about you. And so they start to spread that within their own communities. And that's what you call, like, that next level reach. And that's kind of where, you know, you and I are at at this time where we're really trying to engage our audiences and figure out what they want to hear because it's become so large that we're like we have to ask now you know it's not just about putting out content we enjoy it's about putting out content that other people find valuable totally i love all those answers and another thing that she's doing right now is going live Mm -hmm. on instagram yeah i think when this whole quarantine thing happened i saw an opportunity to start going live a lot more often 
um, because I knew people were going to be at home and I knew people were going to be, you know, bored. And so a lot of these influencers that had a lot bigger audiences than me were more available. They had time. So I was like, yeah, sure. And I mean, I still do that occasionally, but I think a lot more people are doing lives now. It's starting to become mm-hmm. the norm. And it's not as much of a craze. Like, people aren't as tuned in as they used to be. Like, yeah. you can see right now, I think I got one one live follower. And that is a really I have bug- one live follower on TikTok. Yeah, perfect. And, like, it doesn't even matter about how many people you have sitting on there live or listening to you. What matters is, you know, when you share it on IGTV. And, unfortunately, TikTok doesn't let you do that. But I feel like TikTok's algorithm is a little bit different to where when you're going live, it gains you followers as you go live. Instagram is different. Instagram is about sharing that content and posting engaging content. And honestly, I'm going to post this because I feel like I've been getting a lot of value, of valuable advice to our listeners. And so yeah. people are going to go back and listen to this and be like, damn, like I need to like use these tips right now. Totally. And they need to stream becoming an influencer. Oh, yeah. The podcast. For sure. For sure. <laughs> All right. But no, those were also really great. And last week I had a question on how to grow on Instagram and I try to give them the best answer I could because I am also trying to figure that out right now. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lot more difficult in 2020. I think that we're having to try a lot more new things and I think that Instagram isn't being as free and forthcoming with their information on how to work their algorithm. Definitely. And they're definitely trying to brand it as Facebook because I don't know about you, but now when I open Instagram, it says Instagram by Facebook. So so that's a thing. All right, but now we are on to what I'm like to... mm, what I like to do, which is the faves of the week. Mm. So what are what have you been loving? Oh Lord, it's Monday. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. What have you been loving recently? Um, okay. Um, so I actually just ordered a bunch. <laughs> Can it be anything? Yeah. Your so, Amazon Basics and what oh, yeah. Um it's a shameless plug. So I have been really obsessed with like comfy clothes and being comfortable in my own skin and learning how to deal with like my body image issues because <laughs> body dysmorphia is real. Okay, relatable. And, yeah, and if you want to, you know, follow me as I positively guide you through that, I am gonna be doing that on my Instagram channel. But most recently I have been trying like that Billie Eilish Kanye style where it's kind of like sweatpants, hoodie, you chillin', Justin Bieber-ass type shit, yeah. So I've been wearing a lot more of the hoodie styles lately, and I just went and got a pair of dope sweatpants on Amazon, as well as a couple different hoodies, some tie-dye stuff. Um, I released the sweatpants and the, what was the other thing? Oh, I got a pair of yoga pants. I released it on my style store. So that's kind of what I've been obsessed with lately, is just like really comfy loungewear that also like makes me feel like comfortable. So um that's the number one thing i've been obsessed with lately secondly is patreon i truly like really want to try and like build a community on patreon so if you want to like you know push yourself to grow you know professionally and you want to push yourself to grow in your personal life whether it's mental struggles that you deal with or it's just you know you want to become a better person every single day and you need a little guidance on how to do that i do that on my patreon and i absolutely love it i have six people right now that i am like personally mentoring and really going in on and I feel like the first couple you know dozen of people I'm gonna have a real big affinity for and I know I can remember like at least up to 60 people's names like personally Mm -hmm. because I used to be in a sorority so okay there you go amazing and one of my faves of the week is Jules' new music oh yeah yeah lol I almost forgot number three yes number three and I think this is definitely the most exciting update 
I have got new music coming out in probably two months. I'm going to release it on a new moon because fun fact. One, one, one. one. Uh, (laughs) See, music is going to be something special, I feel. Oh, for sure. No, I'm obsessed with a few of her songs that I hum without even knowing that. Oh, like seriously, we were walking earlier and I just caught myself singing favorite moments. I love that. Yeah, so I've got my favorite moments is actually the first one that's coming out. She's coming out either on um probably july 20th or august 20th it just depends on when uh, you know everything gets worked out yeah. natty my producer if you're watching this you know yeah let's talk about him he's really oh cool. man my music fam is everything so there's this really group a really amazing group of creatives and musicians out in fort worth and i'm blessed enough to be managed by Solomon, two wise on Instagram, and I have a producer. Actually, I have two producers, if you want to be honest. One is Spaceman on Instagram, creates dope beats, and is kind of like a David Guetta kind of type. Yeah. Um, and then I have Natty, and Natty's just the man. Like, this He's man so is, cool. Oh, my God. I, I don't think that people understand how much I love Natty. Like, truly, honestly, love that man with all my heart. But... Um, and then there's Bogus. Bogus is the lyricist, the man that kind of helps me put my thoughts together and kind of like puts in cool creative ideas into the music, like match, you know, yeah. books and things like that. But really grateful for my music fan. And, you know, they just brought me so much joy because I feel like music was something that I've always wanted to do, but I never had the ability to do it. Sure. And so now I have the ability to really grow and to push that like side of me. And it's just something that I know I'm going to always look back on fondly of 2020 and be like, that's when I started yeah. my music career. No, totally. And it's like really good music. It's not like I'm sitting here and it's my friend and they made music and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. No, and like, it's like actually like really good oh, music. Oh, yeah. Like, Natty is an amazing producer. Seriously, like, I'm yeah. telling you, in like a couple of years, that man is going to be making millions off royalties. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for him. All right. Well, this brings me to my affirmation of the week. So, Ooh, yeah. I love this podcast. Thank you. Yeah, I'm giving a little affirmation that you can sing all week. <laughs> help better than life. So, I am a magnet to positivity, abundance, and blessing. And Mm. if you don't know what an affirmation is, it is a statement or a phrase that you can say repeatedly in order to change your thinking, make an impression on your subconscious, and create a better life for yourself. So this is the one for this week, and I'll have another one for you next week. Hopefully, we'll be back in this podcast studio because this is just really <laughs> a treat. Like, this is great. Truly. So that is all. Do you have any last words, Jules? And where all can they find you? Um, my number one platform, and you can find pretty much everything else through the link in bio, is on Instagram, Creator Jewels. I am Creator Jewels on all platforms. That is spelled J-E-W-E-L-S. And what, what's up? I have to ask. Oh, yeah. Who called you Creator Jewels? So this is a shameless plug. I have a video about this on my uh, Instagram and YouTube and my website. Really, you should just go to officialcreatorjewels.com. But... Uh, Mark Cuban actually gave me my little stage name. Is this the intro to the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. Um, But no, Mark Cuban gave me my stage name, if you will. And we've actually talked about it. I can pull up screenshots where I'm like, hey, man. On a podcast, show show the listeners. LOL. But no, seriously, uh, Mark Cuban gave me my name. And it's really funny because... 
I don't, I mean, now he knows because I made a whole video about it and asked him if it was cool if I posted it and, like, right. used him. Um, and he was totally chill with it. Like, I love Mark Cuban. Like, honestly, like, not as a fangirl, but more just, like, I have a lot of respect for him and, like, what he's done in his life. Yeah, and as I'm a businessman. Like, yeah, as a businessman, man. Man. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. But how did he give it to you? Tell him. Um, so, long story short, I had met Mark Cuban on multiple occasions throughout my career in Dallas. And I ended up, like... Seeing him in a Dallas Startup Week event, gave him one of my stickers and was like, yo, Mark, we've been on a couple of occasions. Don't know if you remember me. And at the time when I was talking to him, I had this shirt from WeWork on called Creator. And I was like, oh, man. He was like, of course, Creator. Of course I remember you. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, like this man. In, and like there was like 400 to 500 plus people there. Mm -hmm. And like in front of everybody, Mark Cuban was like, I know you creator and like that is so powerful like coming from a man that has manifested so much into his own life truly just like cannot believe that he like recognized me in front of all these people because it just gives me a leg up you know yeah. it's like mm. well did he call you creator did he call you creator jules he called me creator so, and what so then you said i'm jules i am creator jules well what happened next was that i had posted a video on twitter and he retweeted it and so then i posted that video on instagram he also re like shared it on his stuff get that clout girl yeah and then he ended up following me we ended up like you know dming back and forth <laughs> and working out together yeah, we've worked out together before, weirdly enough. So yeah. cool. So, so cool. he's a super chill guy, and I feel like one of these days I'm going to get to have lunch with him. Once I, like, blow up, I feel like he's going to be like, all right, we can have lunch. I'm like, look, Mark, I'm just trying to make you a client. I'm just trying to take care of you. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I feel like I have a couple levels to go before I really, like, present myself, but... With that being said, yeah, he retweeted a bunch of my stuff. We ended up talking, and I was like, huh, Creator Jewels. Like, that has a nice ring to it, and I feel like it goes really with my whole brand and aesthetic on how to create a life you love, so it kind of stuck. Yeah, and that's even how you can find her on LinkedIn, which if anyone listening to this is a big fan of LinkedIn like I am. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited for this podcast to go out. Dude, like, fun fact, every podcast that I've been on, they've always replied back to me and been like, hey, you're one of the most listened people to on your podcast. I can't wait for that. Please yeah. give, me the, give me the listens. Truly, I mean, like, I'll, I'll promote this like a hoe. I'll be like, all my listeners. All my followers, go listen. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at the Amanda Jewel, and you can stream in next week for another episode of Becoming an Influencer, where we'll have our next guest. And then you can also buy my ebook, Becoming an Influencer, which is what this podcast is based off of. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week. But don't forget your affirmation. Stay social. Stay social. <laughs>